Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing the best league on the planet. Um, of course, we had the interruption of the FA Cup last weekend. Hopefully, your team got through. Um, sadly, mine didn't, but they return as log leaders. And yet to discuss the action with me is Chadley Nagel, as well as Desh Patab. Gentlemen. How's it? How's it? Good how's to have you guys here. Yeah? Yeah, good to be here. The transfer window is closed now, and now mm-hmm. we can turn our attention to the football. Let's actually, I'm glad you brought the transfer window up. Well, why wouldn't I? I'm a Chelsea um, supporter. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why. Um, there's been conversation all over social media, offline, in offices, office debates. Um, we've seen a few media houses, international media houses, saying, well, having their say of who's had the best transfer window is a Chelsea. I think we've, I think Chelsea fans will say Chelsea. I'm one of them. I'd say easy Chelsea. And I, I would like to think that I would be fair if, if I was a non uh, Chelsea supporter looking from the outside. I would, I would look at, the, I'd like to believe that I would, that I wouldn't be biased. And I'd look at the club and I'd say, wow, who does this in a January transfer window? Mm-hmm. This is unheard of. You've never seen so many signings like this. Uh, we knew Chelsea were in a rebuild. We said it a couple podcasts ago. And um, to 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 get so much done in one month, it's crazy. And mm-hmm. and there's a couple of X factor players. I said it before uh, at the start of the podcast, um, and uh, before we started recording. And I'll say it now: Chelsea under Todd Bowley are what we expected Newcastle to be under the Saudis. Mm. Uh, and and Chelsea mean business. Um, I've been saying it while results haven't been going away. I kept saying, you know, look. See the bigger picture. There's a there's a project. All of these players. A couple of weeks ago, Josh and Desh, we had a bit of a debate about whether I don't like some couldn't understand and couldn't see Chelsea's project. Every signing saying the same thing. No mm. one saying that it was the manager who took. Uh, who, who, this is the reason I'm here, or the club, the history. No one saying that they saying the project. It's the project, uh, which is why they've signed. And I think it's exciting times. Uh, for the the season, the running for Chelsea, and especially next season when Kunku and Malo Gusto are, are there. Um, eight players signed in January. They're at the average age of 20 years old. No, it's ridiculous. Like when we uh, w- when I look at the January window, mm. it's usually an um, there's like an air of loans. You know, yeah. like that's it's it's more for players. Uh, it's not for the month for quick fixes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, just something. What's happening in the club? Who's injured? Where do we need reinforcements? Mm. But to to watch them buy player after player, after at, player, like after like after as you player. said, seven in or eight, and that's and all permanent. Like I don't think they signed mm. anybody on loan. I think I'm just Jao Felix or Jao Felix. Yeah, yeah. Well, that could be a permanent. That's some. Is F- like, fun fact about that actually, Jao Felix is Chelsea's eldest. Signing. Wow. He's 23 years old. Wow, that is... Yeah, it's interesting. Really? Mm. Uh, What was funny for me was uh, when the window closed the next day, we saw Chelsea spend six million again on a Southampton striker who was like one of their hottest talents. Sure. Mm. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Chelsea had the best window for you, Desh, because Chelsea says it's hard to look outside of a Chelsea perspective, although if if he had to do that, take his Chelsea goggles off, you'd still feel like Chelsea have had the best window. It's hard to disagree when you see the names that they've brought in. Mikhailo Mudrik, uh, Jao Felix, Benoit Pareshil, um There's too many. Enzo Fernandes. Mm-hmm. Enzo Fernandes. The record was broken, of course, a couple of days ago with the a British record. Enzo Fernandes World Cup winning midfielder, young player of the tournament in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Best it, window there. Yeah. I think in terms of... Um, Personnel. Yeah. They've some it's some really solid as you mentioned with the Felix and Fernandez, you know, Mudrik, it's they've got a lot of options. But for me, I think a lot uh, like I think it was done very rashly. Do you know what I mean? Like the names and they got the they got who they're after. But I'm not sure if if it's like surgical. You know, like mm. was there like is there an appropriate plan in place? Are you like trying to get two players for each spot? You know, like mm. I know Arsenal, and in fact, um, I wouldn't say that Chelsea had the best window because I, I would also value as part of the equation. Are you getting a hundred and five million, or you know, like is is Enzo Fernandez worth that? You know, is Mudrik worth one hundred and twenty? I think eighty. Is it eighty? Seventy-eight. Yeah, eighty. Yeah, 
is you worth ATH? Is that inflated? What's what's happening there? Like, are you panic buying? You know, like. Um, oh, they you, saw, think they are. You, you see, when Arsenal didn't put that third button for Caicedo, mm. that's that's what you need. You know, a club that is willing to walk away. You know, that isn't making decisions sporadically. Mm. You know, they have they have a budget. You know, and they're not afraid to spend. As it is, seventies already a lot of a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and if they if they aren't willing to go over than that, then they have a firm stance. Whereas if you look at Chelsea, it's just like. You know, take it to the cleaners, like whatever you want. It's like a free. It's like you know, like when they do the trolley dashes. It literally feels like a <laughs> they trolley went to dash. the PlayStation. Yeah, aisle literally, and uh, just sent it. Yeah. Look, uh, I I understand. Like, I understand how, like, you know, your 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 feelings about it, and we've we've certainly unsettled a lot, and we've we've rattled some feathers in this for sure, no doubt. Um, but I think if this was your club. And you know that you've lost a, an owner who brought so much success, so much wealth, and um, um, brought all the, the trophies that we never dreamed of, of, of winning before, um, like the Champions League, like the Club World Premier Cup, uh, the Premier League title. Um, we had a great run under Roman Abramovich, and we needed an owner. And, and let's face it, most people thought that there was no chance of it ever Chelsea were never getting another Abramovich. Mm. Um, you know, kind of hope for the next best thing, and you can arguably say that that Todd Bowley has 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 shown that he's more ambitious. Um, he's ridiculously ambitious, like Abramovich was. Mm. Um, and 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 I just want to say, Dish, like with Chelsea, Chelsea, I think they've taken an excellent approach. I think what would have been a panic buy is missing out on Enzo Fernandez and signing. Um, uh, what's the, the 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 Barcelona midfield Frank Kessy on loan? Uh, I think that would be a a, a, a panic buy. A panic buy. Yeah. I think we've got our targets. Yeah. We've had to pay more than probably what some are worth in order to get it done. But the reason why it's so important business for Chelsea is because that Chelsea are incredibly likely to miss out on top four this season. It would be fascinating if they were to somehow um, go have a, such a great run and, and and make the top four. They have, are now. They they are they've now brought in players who if they had to miss out on top four next season if Man United want Enzo Fernandez if uh, Arsenal are interested in Nkunku Mudrik Mudrik uh, and if uh, uh, let's say Man City want Nkunku or, or all these clubs and Real Madrid and there's no way Chelsea can compete with those clubs and there's no I led to believe that there's no way those club those players would Wait. fancy a move to Chelsea uh, other than a team that can offer them Champions League football. So I think Chelsea, in that regard, we've had to overpay. But it's a smart plan. And I think that next season, even if we were linked with, a, let's say, a Declan Rice uh, or, or, or just a player like that, I think we have a chance of getting them because they see the quality that's at the club. So so Chelsea have signed, from the start of the season, a right-back, two, three centre-backs, a left-back, um, two midfielders, two wingers, I think, um, this basically my point is that it's a squad rebuild. It's a squad rebuild. I think a goalkeeper is not signing a, a focal point. Is the spending going to continue under Todd Bowley in future windows to come? Is it going to be three hundred million every window? Is <sighs> it? Uh, and I think yeah. I, I know that answer there should give, and maybe that's the reasoning on why he's saying it's it's. It's a trolley dash. Well, I think, <laughs> I think, well, according to the ever reliable um, David Ornstein of the Athletic, and there's a couple of other reliable guys out there, they say that uh, strong sources close to Todd Bowley said that this is just the start, and he's quite surprised by, you know, like the fuss about the millions because he's only getting started. Mm. But in that sense, Chelsea, you've, we've, we've touched on the, the age, uh, the average age of, of players that they're buying. They're buying. They, they're strengthening their squad, but they're buying uh, a youthful, they, they, they're rebuilding with a youthful team. So you're going to have a squad that's fully uh, set and they, the ages, they are quite fairly young players. So there's no need to go in, in, in after the rebuild, which I think a summer is needed. I don't think after that we'll see Chelsea just spend the money that they're spending now. I think any rebuild, if you want to um, uh, be competitive and still, uh, the aim is still to challenge for the big, for top honours, 
you're going to buy these quality players. But I think once they all come in, and I think the rebuild is just like part one or part two of it. And I think the summer we'll see more spending, more uh, top names coming. But once it's done, all of the players, there's no need to replace. Enzo Fernandez is young. You've got Andre Santos also. How does this affect the academy though? Because Chelsea, you would know more than anyone. Yeah. Um, on this podcast, as far as I know, outside of this podcast, Chelsea have had, I could argue and say, one of the best academies in the world. Certainly the best academy in England. Yeah. You've signed eight players at the average age of 20, like we've alluded to. These are players who are destined to be world-class, who've shown at the international stage, but it affects the academy, doesn't it? Um, I think it's understandable that if you're an academy player at Chelsea, at Cobham, you might be looking up and thinking, okay, I might need to move. Like mm. uh, uh, this, the young striker <coughs> who left us for to join Tottenham. Um, can't get his name now. Um, uh, no, he's not Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he left us and he's, he's quite highly rated. Um, and there, there might be some others that will leave, but that was always the case. I think um, uh, Lamptey, we've had players like Nketiah mm. who've been a part of our academy who have left us, uh, have moved on. And I think where you, will the next Reese James, Mason Mount, I think those can, players? Well, well, I think you're going to always have that. But I think Chelsea have been, even under Graham Potts, with all the stars that we've had, mm. um, Graham Potts has still uh, played Lewis Hall, started yeah. him ahead of um, a big money signing like um, uh, what's Kukureya. So we've had players that have, that, that have had an opportunity to play. A lot of mm. them have. So I think, um, yeah, this, the, there will still be opportunities. One player who would, who, who's, who's, who's a key player from our academy is um, oh, the Brighton guy, uh, the left center. Uh, Levi Colwell. Yeah, Col- Levi Colwell. He's, got, he's on loan now at Brighton, and he's set to come into the first team squad mm-hmm. next season. So he's, he will count as an academy player who would have got his chance. Yeah, well, progress through the came from the academy. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> on that same note, they've got uh, Amanda Brogia. Yeah. I mean, he signed a five-year and then he got injured. But yeah. he, I think at back. one stage, he was keeping a bombing out the squad. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if a bombing was set for the bench from yeah. from, from yeah. the get-go. A bombing stays unnumbered. Yeah. I think he was a tuckle sign. Yeah, but um, it was, you know, and Brogia impressed at Southampton. Mm-hmm. Hugely impressive. You know, you saw him just um, like manhandling defenders. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I think it was 20 at the time. Yeah, and um, you know, pin him on a five-year. It's it's gonna be, you know, he's that front man that all these attacking players are gonna um, yeah. look for. You know, I'm, I'm mm. not sure if he has a number nine, but uh, I'm sure he's got a um, a good, um, you know, jersey, good squad mm-hmm. number now, not like eighty-four or something. <laughs> yeah. um, luckily, uh, Chelsea can remain the topic. They uh, kickstart the Premier League. Uh, what is this match week uh, twenty-two or so? Mm. Or oh, twenty? Um, Twenty-one. Um, just before we speak about the fixtures, I mm. just want to touch on the transfers. You know, if um, if I just backtrack earlier, you, you mentioned Abramovich and you mentioned targets, mm. and then you mentioned like Madrids and your bosses and things like that. Yeah. If I if I actually look at the players you guys have signed, there's no big names other than Joao Felix, other than Fernandez, well, he, uh, permanent signings. Because yeah. I've never heard Abramovich to get a player on loan. I've never heard. I've <laughs> never heard. I've never seen oh, that. Yeah, yeah. and. That's my point. You know, if you look at plays, Cody, ba- Cody Gakpo, um, Anthony Gordon, Weston McKinney's at Leeds. You know, these are some top players that have come to the Premier League, but not Chelsea, you know. Um, and Because they, they're not Chelsea quality, that's why. That's why they didn't come in. And Cody, that's, why, yeah. that's why they didn't look at them, because they're not Chelsea quality. So with, 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 with Chelsea, um, the players that they brought in, they, they might not have been... They, it's, it's impossible if we're saying the youngest, the oldest player was, was Jao Felix at 23 years old. It's, 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 then it's impossible to say all of these players are stars. They won the Champions League at what, like 17 years old? No, they, they've, they, we've signed the hottest talent in world football. Some of the, these are some of the hottest names. And, and Jesse will tell you all about Mikhailo Mudrik. Um, there's, there's a lot of, you know, like how Eden Hazard was. He wasn't proven. Mm-hmm. At, at Lowell, he, he had a, he, he knew what he was about and you knew, you, you knew that he was destined for stardom. And, mm-hmm. and that's a, and that was a, a Chelsea signing. Chelsea, it's the same thing that we're seeing happen now with uh, Enzo Fernandez. His best years are ahead of him. Uh, the same thing we're seeing with Jao Felix. Nkunku, surely you rate Christopher Nkunku. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, in the January window, cause like the lead, 
the the question Jesse led was like, you know, who's had the best Trend chance? Of yeah, Trend yeah. Trend for me. Okay. So, so like you would say, um, Jorginho, um, Jorginho, the, what's the the Kier- Polish defender? Kier-Rion. Yeah, and Kier- um, Jacob and, and, Kier- yeah. Trossard. And Trossard, those three, you would say, you would have those. Th- I would. Just, I could potentially put so, so Arsenal. You, so you would hold. So you would take those three players over Jao oh. Felix, over Mikhailo Mudrik, over Enzo Fernandez, over Andre Santos, over. No, I, I think so. What's what's measured here is where you're slotting into. So they all, most of them are, are all of them are coming I, into the line. I think all of them are guaranteed to go into the lineup for Chelsea, but I don't think they know where. So Mikhailo Mudrik and Jao Felix, both of their best positions, are off the left. You don't know when Raheem Sterling comes back from injury, whether he's in the first team or whether he's on his way out, whether Chelsea have kind of given up or whether he's going to be a bit part player when he comes back. Kai Havertz is a mainstay. I think he's he's the one who's who's going to keep his place regardless of he's who He's a center forward, yeah. yeah False I, number nine. Just and then you've got Mason Mount, who's Chelsea's sweetheart. He's Chelsea's sweetheart, yeah. basically. And, of course, N'Golo Kante when he comes back. So there's the breakthrough of Loftus-Cheek. Who, the rise was happening. Of, of course, Loftus-Cheek took a dip in his career and then he was playing. Maybe that's because Chelsea didn't have enough quality. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I, I, I do get the sense of... maybe. Let me ask you, Jesse. Do you think Chelsea have strengthened their squad? 100%. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I think that's there's undeniable. No, it's just... For me, oh. it's, again, like there's other aspects. Like, you know, like... like the reason why I mentioned those yeah. names was those are like... Okay. You said not Chelsea quality. Yeah, they're not McKinney, and like we don't care for players like that. <laughs> oh, Gakpo. Okay. Gakpo's a, a quality player. Gakpo yeah. had a good World Cup. They, if, if Chelsea were linked with him, they wouldn't surprise me. He's a, he's a type of a player that mm-hmm. that Chelsea might look for. But that's what they need to get back to. That's but, that's but the my, thing is, my argument. Signing the world class like, players, the top like linked with your, you but, know, like you said. But, but I would from, take. But do you not? Would you not think that Modric and Jao Felix are they, in the same position? Are better than Cody Gakpo? They they are very good and they are worthy. I think they have potential they're worthy, to be. Yeah, they're worthy to wear the the Chelsea shirt. Yeah, you know. But like I'm saying, all like they don't sign under like you know like you want to see you want to like, see names. Michael Bellack. Precisely, get Michael back to Ramir, like you know, uh, Makelele in one window. Precisely. I, I think you, you will. Know, I think you will. If you, if you do want to see that, I do think that you you will see that. I do think in the summer you'll see that. In time, you'll see that. But I think Chelsea have to be realistic. At the moment, they are lying in ninth, tenth position, mm. and they, 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 the chances are they will not be in Champions League uh, the next season. Mm. So I think it's it's gradual. I mean, these are the ownership. Todd Bowley's been there what like six months. It's it's all fairly new. I think we will see that uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. The stars will come. Even mm-hmm. Michael Bellack didn't come to Chelsea when Abramovich was first there. It took a couple of seasons before he these stars it, came. Yeah. Nobody knew Paulo Ferreira that mm-hmm. time. Nobody knew uh, Aleski Smirts and nobody knew uh, Manish uh, mm-hmm. even. So mm-hmm. I think, and then afterwards, all these names came the Makaleles, the, the Essians, the, the Drogbas. So, mm-hmm. the, no one knew that was. No one knew that yeah. well. So that I think, I, but I, that's I, what I think. Look, I think these I don't players. Think, yeah, I don't think they're all like, going to materialize <laughs> like that. No, no I, look, I, there's no way I'm saying that every single yeah, Chelsea gonna signing is going to be a hit. Yeah. No, no way am I saying that. But I'm saying every single signing under Todd Bowley has got me very excited. Mm. Okay. Rightly okay, we'll, so. We'll see. I, I like what you, you, you mentioned, though, because you look at Man United and then. Man United have something that they've built and they continue to build. Mm. And the players they've added to what they've built is Casemiro. Yeah. Rafael Varane. Yeah, yeah. Christian Eriksen. Those are those like are names. But, you know, those, those, are, those are proper targets. But, you know, but, the names. But I'm, I'm agreeing with you 100%. Yeah. But the thing is, those You think clubs, that will come later? 100%. But remember, they, these are two clubs in different positions. Yeah, that, same Fellaini. Fellaini was the big difference. Yes, listen though. Manchester United are not, are not in a rebuilding phase. They're not rebuilding their squad. How many clubs are actually doing that? It's just Chelsea. Chelsea are rebuilding from scratch under mm. the new ownership. So I think it's incredible. To Chelsea think finished of, above United last season, didn't they? Yeah, that. Yep, but well, and then the whole circus show happened with yeah. all, uh, you know, with Abramovich. Yeah. And, and we had to restart. So I'm saying the reason why we're in this position is because of it. Yeah, it was City, Liverpool, Chelsea mm. last season. Then Tottenham, Arsenal, United. Luckily. Chelsea, we can finally get into the fixtures. Chelsea will still be the topic. Don't worry, yeah. guys. You can still continue talking about this sure. this club 
Um, London Derby, Chad's Chelsea against... Dish is Fulham. Dish is Fulham. Dish isn't impressed with how, the signings. How, how, many, how many are going to come into the lineup for you? Um, While we're on the topic of Chelsea, we can turn our attention to the fixture. How many come in immediately into the lineup? Don't mention Jao Felix because we know he's suspended. Yeah. He'll only be back, I think, uh, for the next game. This is his last game. Yeah, yeah. last game. Um, yeah, so he'll be back. The likes so of Mundrick, the, the, the seven, likes of Fernandez. Yeah. Benoit Padeshi will, of course, come in already and he's getting yeah. back to back clean sheets. For, yeah, forget that. Okay. The likes of Mudrik, Enzo Fernandez, the loss of Jorginho. Yeah. He was, I'm he was sure Fernandez, yeah. I'm sure Fernandez goes straight into the lineup mm. and, and probably for the remainder of the season. <laughs> if I'm being honest. I, I, I thought you were going to bench him, but. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can definitely see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see as well yeah. how well they do. You know, he's very young. Mm. And you look at Jorginho and Kante, experienced players. Yeah. Mm. Like the, over both of them. And, and who, brought, who brought success to Chelsea. Exactly. You yeah. know, so. Um, so versatile, you know, transition this, that. And I'm not sure if Fernandez is going to like, come in and so smoothly. You know, if you look at the Fulham midfield as well, you got uh, pa- Paulinho, mm. uh, Paulina, Jao, mm. he's, he's an absolute like beast, you know. So, <laughs> what, you don't think <laughs> no, no, I do. I just thought like you were going to say Chelsea should have signed him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm intrigued to see that, that battle because yeah. mm. he will probably be the one to close him down. Um and in terms of, um, yes, yeah, so the other, I think that Marlo Gusto guy, I think. No, he's, he's, he's coming next season. Oh, he's next season. Yeah. Yeah. We, signed, we did sign him this month, but it, we, put, we wanted him a part of our squad this. And oh. we, tried, we tried to get it. And then you loaned him out. We, mm. That was the only way to get him. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. But uh, Nani Madueka might be involved. It, may, lo- maybe he's the Leon guy. Who's the Leon guy? Yeah. No, that's Gusto. That's, that's, oh, oh. But he's on loan, but. What's yeah. his name? There's so many Madueka. Yeah, Nani Madueka from PSV. Mm. Highly um, rated winger. Yeah. So the challenge for the week should be name all Chelsea signing. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that should be the question. Can you <laughs> predict the lineup? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, the Madueka. I'm not sure if he possibly plays. Um, mm. But um, in that that midfield, yeah, it's gonna be um, Fernandez and um, Mount. Uh, yeah, so it's it'll be it'll probably be a, a they're running a three five yeah three, four, like, three. Okay. okay no so that's it's, a, it's a five at the back I, I, with the wing backs well they've they, they changed to four lately so we'll I, I suppose we don't know what's going to yeah. happen with Graham Potter yeah Chad okay. now that there's so many signings of course yeah. it's well documented that Chelsea have had or made rather the most changes. Uh, week in, week out. Yeah. Um, if you're a fantasy football uh, league manager... You had no Chelsea players. Uh, no, I don't have Chelsea players <laughs> yeah, because yeah. nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. And, um, when and I even when they a, do, they don't when, even... When I did have a Chelsea player, um, it was Kukurela and then he gets dropped for two games and then yeah. I was like, no, I'm not... I'm not it's very unpredictable, yeah. yeah. So now that there's so much investment into the squad, does that stop? Is that a Potter... I'm going to say it's a problem. Is that a Potter problem? Because it's not working, or is that just a, a Chelsea problem? Because Potter's seen a lack of quality in the squad, so he's had to keep on changing to find a winning formula, which hasn't come um, since his early days. Does that continue, or does you know is it going to be wholesale changes every week? Or now that there's a proper plan? Look, I, I think as much as like I might write the season off, I mm. might. The, the Chelsea fan who says, you know, the season's a right of. Mm, I, I think don't, that's true. I, I, Just don't, true. I, I don't believe Todd Bowley would would actually say that. I think there's plans that for for Chelsea, if they miss out on top four, there's plans to stick with Graham Potter. I know that mm. for a fact. Um, but uh, I think But this that, is a must win. But I, 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 yeah, it's a must win and Chelsea win it. Easy. Uh, we can go straight to the prediction. Chelsea win this very comfortably, in my mm. opinion. Um, I'd be surprised if they don't. What do you um, do with I, the new, new I, signings? Yeah, I, I don't expect I, I don't expect um, Enzo Fernandez to start, and I think I think it would be quite wise. I think I mean the ink is not even dry on the contract. I think it would be. Yeah, but then Jorginho is gone. So what do you do? He has to play. Yeah, he I has. Think, I think the, the, the lineup. I think really only. Kept well, I think no. He's going to play from the start. I'm talking about this game. He would have had what, yeah, the training not? session the, for for a full day, and then. Um, 
for a full day before uh, making the squad. I think it, it's based on whether we have how our midfield injuries are looking. If um, but at the moment it's terrible because Loftus Cheek can't. So he might be forced to play. I mm. think that I don't know if that's a wise thing because we all remember Paul Pogba. We remember Jack Grealish. Recent when you are big money sign when you go for that amount of money, everyone is watching you. Mm. And your rivals are watching to, for you to fail. The media is wa- wa- uh, watching to either Every to, to either praise you or to or, or to la- or, or to like you know like go at you. And mm. I think that he's he's very young. He needs to be he needs to adjust to the rigors of the English game, um, which is going to take some time. And for for that very reason, and the fact that he hasn't even had like two three days at Chelsea, I I'm I might want to leave him on the bench. I might think it's wise to do that, although I want to really see him, if that makes sense. But um, I think that Chelsea win this game quite comfortably. I think Reese James coming back because he's... And he's in training. He's available for the game. Uh, ben Chilwell might be available. Um, uh, Does I he play ahead of Cucurella? I think so. Okay. I, I think so. Uh, the fact that Lewis Hall has been playing, I think mm. for sure... Uh, I think ben, Potter likes Lewis. I don't think he's as... Big of a fan of Kukurela, oh. as as people thought. As people oh. look, Kukurela was at Brighton. He was, one of the best he was a Tuchel signing. But, uh, but he I was remember. he was also one of the best left backs in the league mm. in, in, in in that in his debut campaign. But I, I just think what Potter you, you spoke about a problem for Potter. I think the problem right now is Hakim Ziyech. It's it's very unfortunate for him. I'm a massive fan of him. I like him. It's very unfortunate that he's moved to PSG. Broke down on deadline day. Chelsea didn't send the, the right documents or uh, lots of speculation about that. Um, uh, and for that reason, he still didn't go. And he, understandably, a player like that would be furious. He'd be fuming. And I that's think, poisonous in the squad. I think you, got, you have to keep him. And rightfully so. He has every right to mm. be angry. I think if that was me, I'd be furious also. And uh, I'd be trying to like, you know, cause chaos in the camp. I think what we need to do is we need to keep him far away from the squad. I think to give him a week off... Far away or play him to no, keep him happy? No, I think he needs to take some time off. I think a week off to, to just process everything. To mm-hmm. and, and I think, look, with the quality we have, we've got um, Mudrik who's going to probably play from the start. Enzo Fernandez might start. We've got Badia Shield for fun is back now. Uh, yeah, I think the, the defence looks fairly certain. Like you're, trying, you're going with Kepa. I don't think it's been a problem for Chelsea. I mm. think Chelsea, the lack of goals. Havertz is top scorer. I think he's got five four goals or five. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Mount has been under. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like Havertz on five goals after like nineteen. But also Ch- Chelsea's yeah. key areas over the past couple of years. Yes, they've had Drogba, Costa, and stuff in the past. But the wingers have been good goal scorers for them. Eden Hazard, I think, was once Chelsea's top goal scorer. Yeah. Pedro, uh, William yeah. was in double digits. Um, Our wingers have always brought the goals. Yeah, yeah. It's but always Maluda from back in the day. Yeah, it's, it's, been it's like always it. been. Um, Chelsea's wider players to because it, in all fairness they haven't got it right to strikers they can't sign a good striker and yeah it, it just it's the Chelsea way um, but this <laughs> it is um, the Chelsea way. Chelsea is a convincing victory for Chelsea. I'll be honest, I think Chelsea's going to win, but I don't think it's going to be convincing um, Friday nights. Yeah. Um, you know. I, I just think that the signings land. give a lift. The signings give a, I think the signings, even if they aren't playing, they give a massive lift to the squad. They know mm. that they have to. They've seen what Todd, Todd Bowley is doing. They know they have to perform. I do think Chelsea win, but I'm, I'm still not going. Um, um, six to ten dish. Come it's, on, it's a it's a Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Six yeah. To and that's why I think Chelsea will yeah. will find relative comfort, but yeah. not Fulham started the very well. I think after following the World Cup. I think five straight victories across all competitions. You know, they were, they well, were they flying. Beat Chelsea yeah. last time, yeah. yeah. And there are some really top performers. You know, uh, I was, I was as I mentioned, Palinha, but also Pereira. Yeah. You know, like the midfield unit is is quite solid. And they have made some additions um, during the window. So I think um, it's going to be it's gonna be a battle. But mm. I do think Chelsea come out. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. Mm. This is a question for Chad. Desh, I'll, I'll ask you as well very quickly. Because um, we still got nine other games to discuss, where do Chelsea, after all these signings, rank amongst the most feared teams in the Premier League? Oh well, we we only started. It's not we're not polished yet. I think the I think you can't really see the picture. Um, there, there's it's kind of like full eleven available, full eleven uh, available. 
how do we look? I think we look very frightening. I think I mean, I mean, it's strong. I, it's very I think Mudrik. I, I think Mudrik scores, by the way, I, in, in the Fulham <laughs> against Fulham. I, I would love to see that. Yeah. I, th- I think that even if even if you like, you kind of like. I remember you like rightfully so. You were confident going to Stamford Bridge, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm not saying that would change, especially for the second leg at the Emirates. But I think. Most fans now who maybe even got their three points comfortably from Chelsea, they'll be looking at Chelsea now. Maybe not us on the podcast, but they'll be looking now and they'll be thinking, damn it, you guys better perform or, you know, we can get like go to the cleaners. Like I'm sure every right back is probably like dreading facing Mikhailo Mudrik. Mm. His cameo appearance and even Joao Felix, Mm. like both of them, just, just glimpses and, it was so dangerous to to see them, and you know, um, I wonder if the, those players will like kickstart Havertz to to like you know. I, I believe 20, that. I, I'd, I'd like to believe that they could. Months. I'd like to believe that they could. I suppose we'll find out. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm I'm done talking about this team. Now let's let's talk about our teams. Dish. <laughs> Everton against Arsenal early kickoff on Saturday. Mm. Um, Sean Dash, to be new honest, manager bounce. Yeah, we um, against a high flying. Table topping Arsenal, who have had the best window in your opinion, most valuable, like most, they, most, most valued. valued. Yeah, yeah, they've they've got the most value. Okay, from I, the I think that's fair. it's it's more accurate mm. to, to say where the best I, window. I, I, I can like, hear that. Yeah, I can they, go with that. And also walking away from the um, the Bryson the Casado deal. That's mm. also has to be in there because they did try like but two even the Madrid deal. Because yeah, you know you could argue that. Yeah. Arsenal were being bullied. Exactly. Yeah. Arsenal they, were being bullied they know by they, Shakhtar and used Chelsea as, as a said, like, look, there is a club yeah. that can buy give us what club. we yeah. want. Um, but, you know, the player wants to join Arsenal mm. and he made it quite clear that he wants to join Arsenal. But the club used that to their advantage and tried mm. to bully Arsenal. So I, I fully get yeah. that. And trust on the Premier League. Um, oh my! Such he's, such value in he's, that. He's you know, proven like, in the scoring at Anfield quality Yo. player. And proven the, in the Premier League. But can we just league. go to Caicedo uh, mm. for a moment? Because at Arsenal, there's clearly this strong interest there. I mm. think even in the summer you'd be favourites, mm. and I think it, it looks clear. I wouldn't look, look at him in the summer. Look, I think look at opportunity. Well, well, that's what I was just going to ask because look, you you do have a good midfield. I mm. think Party and Chaka are excellent. Um, I think Jorginho is obviously short term. He's probably going to be a bit part player, but. You, you, you're likely to actually sign, if the latest reports are true, you're likely to bring in two midfielders yeah. in the summer or actually target. Do you not think Caicedo's price goes even up after, uh, if, if you didn't give them what they wanted, which was, I think, around about 80, 85 now, do you not think it, mm. they drive that price up in the summer? Especially if they qualify for Europe. And I, I think I remember, I'm not so sure if I was having this conversation with you, Chad, and I said, I don't really want Caicedo. I, I forgot who I, I said it to, but... I said I don't really want Caicedo because, you know, that price seventy million plus onwards for a player who I'd, Arsenal's lineup doesn't change for anyone. I think. And do you, do you, you could argue do you that not want was, or do you no, not want no, that price? I I would love a Caicedo in Arsenal's team, but not for that price. Yeah, but the market's also changed. And to be- no, I, I don't think it's changed because you're getting Premier League proven players for twenty something million. Yeah, but that's, that's someone goals. who's, that's someone, do you have to kind of hope that and they have an issue going on with their coach and they're frozen out of the squad or well, they have a, a year left on their contract? Yeah, but I mean, those those players are available like Ilkay Gunnarsson has got six months left on his contract oh, yeah, for Manchester City. Signing. Yeah. You can't say sure, the market's ruined and cost. he's worth 80 million pounds so you need to spend 80 million pounds. You can look, actually see that happening. That would be frightening. I can see it happening yeah. because of the Arteta pool. You look at situations and... And Premier League title. Well, yeah. In six months. But... You look at situations and say, how can you better your team without firstly upsetting your happy squad at the yeah, moment? Yeah. And what Arsenal have done is they've got such a unit that Arteta has built together. And then you've got, undoubtedly, I don't know if we all agree on this, but Arsenal have the best young talented players in the league. It's, it's, it's proven because they've got the average, the youngest average age and they're on top of the league by... Five points. So the likes of Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Saliba, yeah, those players quality. are proven as forget How potential. Old is now? Twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. 20, no, I think 25. Well, that's young for a keeper. It's it's young yeah. for a keeper. He was at twenty-one or Sheffield, yeah. you know, like doing the things. Oh, he could he, he could even be younger. Um, in fact, I think Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko are oldest players at twenty-five yeah. years sure. old. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, and Thomas Partey, sorry. And to think you're challenging for the title now, imagine in the years to come. So that's what I'm saying. Arsenal have the best young talents in the Premier League. So your squad and your dressing room elevates so much when you've got a player who Trossard played at the World Cup. He's got seven league goals. His name is, he knows what it's like to score a hat-trick at Anfield. You come in and now he's your a likes, fighter as well. He's a fighter he's like, and he's. I've never seen him take a game. He had a good cameo easy. as well. Yeah, uh, like when he came on, just attacks and, relentlessly. You know, and this is the point I want to make about Jorginho. Jorginho isn't my favorite player. Yeah, I'll never get an Italy shirt or a jersey number twenty, Jorginho, or you know, be a fan of. I'll ne- I'll never ever sing his praises where I don't need to. But what he adds to Arsenal's dressing room is now you've got a young Bukayo Saka who's tearing left backs to shreds every week in, week out. You've got a you know a young Smith Rowe off the bench who's trying to get back into his team. Everyone is in team talks. Martin Odegaard is the captain. He's like 23 or 24 years old. Everyone now looks around and says, guys, we need a lift. They look, they turn around. There's Jorginho. Mm. Won the Champions League, what, two years ago? Three years ago or so? Yeah. He's won the Euro two years ago. He's won midfield of the year a couple of years ago. He's won FA Cups. He's won domestic Cups. He's a winner. Yeah, he's, he's and I don't know if you've seen the reports from Ornstein on Arsenal saying that the whole Arsenal team and the players mm. are quite excited about his arrival. And when you get a winner in your team, you don't even have to play as much. And I don't think he's going to be, you know, pulling 90 minutes a week. But what he adds to Arsenal, even look at Nketiah. I don't think Nketiah goes on this run of form without Gabriel Jesus up, up in the stands, having that experience, coming down every team talking. Yeah, working, and yeah. A, a, there's lots of cohesion. There's a massive yeah. love. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with that. Yeah. And Jorginho's signing compliments that. Is worth more than what the 70 million pounds that Arsenal would have paid to Caicedo because that Premier League title ending that 20 plus year drought mm-hmm. since the Invincible season or 19 year, it's, it's incredible. It's, Is it not also fair to say that regardless of whether you like a guy, whether you don't like a guy, or whether you think he's worth this or that, um, Really, uh, Arteta has proven mm. to be so good that no matter who he wants, yeah. like it shouldn't be questioned no, at this point. This, this was actually proven to me, I think, over a year ago. In fact, two years ago. I'm just a football fan. And it, I realized this when I questioned Saliba's decision to, well, Arteta's decision to keep sending Saliba out on loan. I questioned Arteta's decision to sign a goalkeeper I, who was relegated every single year. Yeah. I said, what are you doing? Leno's a a German international. Yeah. He's better. Emmy Martinez. Do not send him to Aston Villa. Yeah. We signed Ramsdale. We've Were you a fan of Zinchenko? In, I'm, not I'll, really. I'll, I prefer T anymore. Yeah. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm not going to say I wasn't a fan of Zinchenko. But you look at the players. Martin Odegaard. Sure, what a player. What he's done to sure, it's, it's, it's quite incredible. Yeah. Arsenal will win the league this season. Arsenal will win this weekend on Saturday. Um, Everton are getting relegated. Dash, wow. over to you. It's a lot of, uh, lot of words you just said. Yeah, sure. Like we were with you and then yeah. like, yeah. Um, look, at, at uh, Goodison Park, all I just want to see is Everton score. Like, if we don't win, Let's we don't win. That. But like that. right now, no, be, like it's it's really not a good, happy place, mm. you know, and Sean Dyke is there. You know, he's a very um, no robust Anthony manager. No you know, we've got Gordon. no, it's Damari Gray is our best chance of scoring. Uh, possibly Calverton, but I really think it's Demari Gray right now. Mm. He's our main threat. He can and take it from midfield to attack. He, yeah, um, but I've just um, Sean Dyke. You know, is very defensive-minded. One tactic: literally, long, play the long ball. Do you have a centre forward that can bring it down and and see see where it goes from there? You mm. know, um, it's it's gonna. You know, Arsenal plays such a technical game. Yeah. You know, if you look at how they can manipulate the ball. Um, change it up so quickly, transition, you know, and all of their plays are like, mm. you, know, you know, a will, uh, capable of firing the back of the net. So yeah. it's a, it's a, like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how Dyke sets the team up defensively because we are not going to have the ball for like large parts of the game. Mm. And like I said, I just, the silver, I have to look for these positives now. <laughs> Finding, honestly, if we scored Goodison Park against Arsenal, that's huge. We can lose the game three one, or or more. But you go into the next I game just, confidence. Exactly, we just need because that's that's where we're at right now. You know, in nineteenth place, I think we've only scored four goals in our last eight Premier League fixtures, just four times. 
that's no, and we haven't won any of those. Mm. It's just two draws. We've taken two points from our previous eight league fixtures. Just two points. It's sensational. If Kai Havertz was a football club, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Look, I, I think uh, I'm I'm probably going to sound incredibly unpopular, and and I, I don't expect. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Don't do it's it happening. <laughs> no, no, I'm, it's I'm, happening. I'm not crazy. I said unpopular. <laughs> But look, I don't, I don't expect most people to agree with what I'm about to say, but I don't think that Arsenal play Everton at the perfect time. Mm. And, and, and I'm saying this because of Sean Dyche, who mm. is a, a really good manager in my yeah. opinion. And let's face it, when a new manager comes in, we all talk about this new manager bounce. Um, everybody gets a clean slate. Uh, everybody gets a clean slate. All the guys that were performing, the performing bad, uh, shocking performance after another. Uh, the coach doesn't know all that. And you, and you just, and, and basically it's auditions now. It's a chance for every player to step up. And Desh, I know that there's no confidence in you to even expect anything. That's and all I'm not, in me. And I'm, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm saying, an and I'm not saying you should expect to get a result because I back Arsenal to win this game. But I just find that if it was my team, uh, playing this game, I would have been. I think, in fact, I, I don't know how many times I've said it. Like, why do we have to play you now? Now that you got a, this manager, or this guy's brought in. It's like, I, I, I think that we might see an improved performance to the Everton side uh, that we've seen in recent weeks. I think they, it might be a spirited, a bit of a spirited showing. We Arsenal still come away with all all the points, but I think it might be a positive start. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, I do in that in that sense. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think we're going to be six, seven old. Just three. Everton getting smacked. Everton is getting smacked. Yeah, the, um, the one player. Who well, could, well, if I'm right, we'll come back to this. We, the one player. I'll, I'll, right I'll, about a close wanna, game. That's no, not a big no, call. Come on, a spirited performance from Everton, which we have not seen at all. Yeah. Been there's dreadful. one. There's one player in in the line in the eleven that that can sort of change that, and um, oh, no, it's no, a Belgian. No. Yeah, Belgian international. You've, you've, you've kept him. Yeah, and you did well to keep him. He rebuffed us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh no, no. I think he's the one that can sort of. I've seen him play stop, really will well. Will he stop Odegaard? No, no, no. That's the thing. If he if he's on defensive duty, we are in trouble because I really think he can he, he can lose his mind. Yeah. Like he, he has a lot in his locker. Exactly. He's performance so, against Thiago um, for Liverpool. Yeah. Yo, he cleaned him up. In See, so he's got the he's got it, but mm-hmm. at the at the same time, I don't think he's mentally. Like ready for this challenge, you know? Is mm. he ready? A relegation battle is it can get very ugly very quickly. You know, look mm. at Newcastle; they were like always in relegation battle. Yeah. Club was very yeah. toxic for a very long time. Now they're in the opposite side, and, and mm. um, with the same band of players. So you see, like I think I think he's somebody who could change. And yeah. we do go to Mercy side um, after this. Yeah, I think I'm uh, not go to Mercy. I go to play uh, Liverpool. You know, yeah. we have the Mercy side derby, mm. so. That one, I think Sean Dyke will be eyeing as a. Yeah. As, as, I'll be more optimistic at that. Okay. But right now, yeah. I want to see if Onana, if he's, if he buys, gets in the in the Dyke program, so it I could think, be, it could be something. So I know we spoke about like we were the winners of the transfer market a, mo- a moment ago. I think what's frustrating, I'm sure, Everton for are you, the Everton are, the, are the biggest losers because yeah. you've lost. <laughs> uh, you've lost um you've lost uh Anthony Gordon player. and you you brought nobody in. You were quiet on deadline. I mean you mm. tried to sign nobody Gallagher. Linked, no. Oh yeah, uh, Gallagher and, was only one. And he wasn't uh you know for sale for this. You didn't take so call. I think it was it was call. <laughs> <laughs> you went to voicemail. <laughs> if I was Gallagher I would have jumped. I mean if there's a hundred million pound players in your position, I'm 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 leaving. Yeah. And he has the, the He's the, a good player, Gallagher. He's got the the like fighting. Tenacity. Yeah. yeah. The he, fighting he could ability. have given you a lift. Yeah. Yeah. But like you hundred percent. I think he would have been a very good foot. Would have uh, slotted right into Gordon's position. Five o'clock kickoff, Manchester United, um, against Crystal Palace. Uh we still haven't touched on Spurs in Manchester City, so we, we gotta kinda get through these quickly. Manchester United um against Patrick Vieira. Um, so Patrick Vieira against not really Roy Keane, but uh, Patrick Vieira versus Manchester United derby again. Yeah, I I actually think that this is one of the easiest games to call, and I say that with all respect for Patrick Vieira because mm. I'm a huge it's, it's fan based of based on what St. August built. Exactly, and I think Patrick Vieira is a fantastic manager. I think um, the loss of Gallagher, who we just spoke about, has definitely um, 
hurt the squad mm. this season for in terms of their objectives and performances. But, you know, I do feel like United, the way they played, uh, especially against uh, the way they uh, performed against Arsenal. Yes, they lost the game, mm. but we saw um, fantastic performance, great display. Uh, the team looked united. Um, there's no trouble in the camp. Um, you know, quality. They've added uh, Marcel Tabitza, fantastic player. Mm. Uh, one of the one of my favorite midfielders actually in Europe. Um, might not have gone all well for him at Bayern Munich, but mm. a fantastic player at Leipzig. And uh, wore the captain's armband. I think he'll bring something uh, exciting. So to United win this. United win comfortably. I say. Uh, Desh, the team that you have taken a well great liking to Newcastle uh, United. They play, they host West Ham. Yeah. Thoughts. <clears throat> I think um, I think Newcastle win. I mean, mm. in fact, I think they're the favourites for like just about seventeen clubs of the nineteen that they could face at home. I think I'm backing Newcastle. Like you just it, there's a huge wave of uh, positivity there, and mm. you can see it. And and yeah, as you mentioned, like with the signing of Anthony Gordon, it's a good foot for him. You know, he's, was he straight into the lineup for Newcastle? I don't know. Uh, even you know when you're saying straight into the lineup, is he even in the lineup at any time in the season? That Bruno is injured. I mean, a red card, so he's suspended. So he, he plays at Almiron's position, though. Am I right? Yeah, Almiron and Jolinton on the right side. Or Jolinton. They could move Jolinton to the. Jolinton's been so quality. Yeah, to midfield. Yeah. To the set, yeah, and, and just to make space for for Gordon. Mm. Uh, or Joel Joel could could take a. Oh no! No chance. I think Joe Willock stays. You think he stays? I think yeah. the whole. To be honest, I think the whole lineup change, is good. How do you change the whole lineup? Is Jacob, does Jacob Murphy play start? No, he doesn't. It's, oh, Jacob Murphy is usually comes off uh, the bench with Alan Saint Maximin, who yeah, was, who was, one, was, of yeah. Saint <laughs> was one of the bench. best players uh, a couple of uh, seasons ago, uh, as well as Alexander Isak. I think. What is he? Saint mm. no, Maximin was actually uh, reportedly put up for sale by Newcastle. It's yeah. crazy. Um, big one Sunday. Tottenham, Manchester City. It's taken us a while, but we finally got here. We finally got to the London Stadium where complete the sentence. Dish. Where Tottenham will take points off Man City. Nice. Okay. That that's it then. Podcast yeah. done. Yeah, that's I I've heard what <laughs> I wanna hear. Yeah. I've heard I, what I wanna hear. I think there's a lot of um squad unhappiness at uh, Man City, you know, with Cancelo leaving mm. kept, you know, like Laying down the law, throwing down the gauntlets, like say what you want to say. Like, I'm the manager type thing, and I'm not sure how it's going to react to um, to the squad. Um, this will be interesting. Obviously, Tottenham um, have like a affinity for mm. Man City. You know, like I've seen them really come alive yeah. when they do play. They they tend to always be motivated. It's just like yeah, I don't know what it is about that fixture. Yeah, at, but at the time that they play this fixture, Manchester City could be eight points. Um, behind Arsenal, mm. and if Everton do what Everton have been doing this season, Manchester City will be eight points behind because Arsenal could do what they've been doing this season, uh, especially on the road, and that's win with clean sheets. Mm. <laughs> Chad, yeah, I look. I, I fear that this could be the game where Arsenal will look back and say. This was City's we last chance. We won the league at Tottenham Stadium. No, honestly, <laughs> no, banter, banter aside, uh, banter aside, I actually feel like this could be it. Mm. I, I think it's, Spurs find themselves in such a funny position where they don't want to be doing Arsenal any favours, but they need points themselves. Antonio Conte won't be there on the touchline, um, uh, probably. Um, he, he's got some time off. So, you know, Spurs, we know they have recent performances against Manchester City have been quite impressive. And, um, especially think, on this ground. Yeah, especially, Man City especially never at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But I think Man City, they have to give everything. Um, they have to give everything. Um, Spurs, Spurs might be... Lifted by Pedro Porro, might come straight into the lineup. Dan Juma. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, Dish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another one, actually. Yeah, missed out on. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just feel like City cannot afford to drop any more points because, mm. you know, every every week Arsenal look like they, it's just, they just get a little bit more convincing it every was, single week and City can't Spurs, afford. Spurs were 2 0 up, mm. you know, against uh, City just like a few weeks ago. Mm. And, 
like they they showed no signs of slowing down. It was still like attack, 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 you know, and, and the ball just ended up in the back of the net. And then obviously Mara's was just sensational. Yeah. I think a goal, two assists or, or two goals and assist yeah. or something. It was so, unplayable. Yeah, yeah, it like just changed up so quickly and um, the tie was over before he knew it. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, I was at the Etihad and, the, you know, Conte will be telling his, his boys like, you know, we, we were 2-0 up and the game because of one player so they mm. would have used that and um i think i think he can have he, he has pep's number in this one yeah mm. I'm, I'm actually gonna back a draw here which is a massive result boss. straight down the middle for chad tottenham arts playing manchester city draw dish mm. both teams to score but i think tottenham winners Wow. I think Tottenham win it as well. And yeah. and this has nothing to do with Arsenal. Yeah, just um, City don't look good at the moment. City don't look good. And what's and important Tottenham is... Tottenham as well. Like, what's, what's important is Kevin De Bruyne doesn't look himself. Yeah. And that's the best player in the league. Best player, one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Um, certainly Man City's best player. And he doesn't look good. He Something looks off with him. I think he misses Foden on the lineup instead of Grealish. I, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but something doesn't. something looks off with him. And... You don't need to win a midfield battle to, to beat Tottenham. Tottenham don't really care about midfield battles. He but was benched for that game. Eh? Transition, transitional play. Yeah. Um, if Man City get it wrong in midfield and there's no one to, you know, s- sort of like stop and, you know, recounted the counsels yeah. of Spurs because that's the best way of catching Gun- Spurs. Gundogan is there. He's but the, I don't think he offers the same as um, Kevin De Bruyne. He can't drive past three or four players yeah, and true. pick out a pass that yeah. eliminates another three players, yeah. which Kevin De Bruyne can do. Um, so I... I I see Tottenham winning this, and um, who am I kidding? It has everything to do with Arsenal. Uh, come on, you Spurs, as they say. Um, gentlemen, um, pleasure as always. But if you're out there listening and want to stand a chance of winning, it's one day and betting voucher. That's us here at Hollywood Bets. Let us know your thoughts on the transfer market. We're in February, month of love. Do you love what your club did this past window? Um, have Chelsea had the best, best window? Or do you agree with Dash? that there are teams out there in England who have had more valuable mm. windows. Yes. Um, let us know and if your comment does hit the target, you could walk away with the 200 rand betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bets. Um, sadly, not enough time to you know, dissect all fixtures. Chad, the best bets that we haven't touched on or is your best bet one of the games that we did touch on? Well, uh, best bets also I would say Brentford to beat Southampton. Mm. Um, that's a good bet. I think that that's one that will come in at 9 to 10. Dash you. Mm, I think the new Newcastle win. Newcastle. Yeah, I think it's like. It seems like pretty pretty straightforward for me. Mine is mine is Arsenal. Um, no surprises there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, gentlemen, until next week when Arsenal are what eight eleven points clear. Let's see. <laughs> Cheers. We shall see. Cheers, Cheers. guys.